Don't set your affection of your heart on this world or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurements of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father, but from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God live forever. First John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. We pray there, Lord, that you bless your word in our heart today. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Good morning, church. It's a new month. June is a beautiful month, I can assure you. And I say to someone this morning that irrespective of how January, February, March, April, May has been for you, I need you to gear up for what the Lord is about to do. Because the Lord will wow you. Tell your neighbor the Lord is going to wow me. So this morning we'll be looking at, um, of course, uh, the, that's the teaching series for the month, titled Developing an Unchanging Faith in a Changing World. And let me say this to you, and hear me, hear me very clearly, that you and I will not have an excuse when we conform to the pattern of the world when we stand before God in judgment. The truth is there is nothing that we want to go through now that people, heroes of faith, who have lived before us, haven't gone through. Paul could boldly say that do not conform to this world. He said, I beseech you, dreadful brethren, by the mercies of the Lord. Do not conform. That's the, 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 the verse of, the, I think, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. And 3 says, do not conform to this world, but be ye what? Be ye transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. I just read to us the book of John, 1 John chapter 2. The reality is that the world is swiftly changing. It's, the world is changing. But the principles and the precepts of God has not changed and will never change. The world says to us, God said, I am the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The way we do things today might be different from the way they were doing things 20 years ago, but the Bible has not changed. So the principles of God cannot change, and it is on us as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, to uphold the principles and standards of the kingdom, even in this dying world. Pastor Fugger said to us that we cannot be in the darkness and expect that you will influence the world. We are called as a change agent. We cannot conform to the pattern of the world that we have come to change. The principles of God's love, the principles of, of forgiveness cannot change. Said if you are my disciple, you will love your neighbor. If you see your brother in need and you shut your heart, 
How can you possibly say that the love of Christ is in you? That principle cannot change. In a world where cultural norms are shifting, I beg your pardon, in a world where cultural norms are shifting, technology is advancing so rapidly, and societal pressures are mounting, how can we navigate the uncertainties and challenges without losing our faith? Because it is very critical. I said to us that we will not have an excuse. What will you say when Daniel is standing by your side? When it's your turn? What will you say make you go back and lose your faith? When this young man and his friends, I need you to know, I think I said it some days ago, that Nebuchadnezzar was the most fearful king of his time. It was so sure that when he decides to, to see, to lay a siege against a city, just forget it. He does not lose a battle. Except God says, this one, you are not winning. But in terms of manpower and weapon of war and valiant men of war, he had them. And so when he, when he led siege against Jerusalem, it was a done deal for him. And so when he led siege, he wasn't just going to take the weak ones. He's going to go for the ones that are strong, mighty, educated. The Bukadiza had high for beautiful women too. He's not going to leave them behind. <laughs> yeah. But he will leave the weak because they are not, they were never going to contest with him anyway. So, and so when he takes them away, he conscripts some into his army. Some will be in civic responsibility, some in education. But for Daniel, Daniel had this company now to work in his palace. Daniel was so, so young. And I need to tell you, at that time, there was no plane, so they trekked for for over 500 miles from Jerusalem to Babylon. The temple of the Lord was destroyed, the God that they used to call. I'm sure there must have been questions in the heart of quite a number of people. Where is our God? Your temple is being pulled down. The items in the temple were being taken away. Don't you think that Daniel in his 500 trek, 500 miles trek, don't you think his faith will have been tested? His future was not so certain. What, what, what was going to become of him when he gets there was not so certain. But there was one thing that was certain about Daniel and his friends. And of course, with perhaps other folks too, his faith in God remained the same. Even when things were okay and when things were not okay and it looks as if things will never be okay. Daniel's faith in God remained the same even in that unchanging world because the world that they used to know changed suddenly. They used to go to the temple to pray, observe their, 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 their hours of prayers, their communion, their Passover. Everything right in their eyes was utterly destroyed. So the truth is, we could have Technology advancing today. We could have societal pressure and quite a number of uncertainties that is mounting on all of, on all of us. 
that is, or those things are not enough to change your faith. We must continually trust and love God. Because that's the way to remain peaceful in this stormy, stormy world. Friends, last week we woke up to the news of an increase in the pump price of petrol. Uh, days or days before, some of us we had emphasized that. But to some of to quite a number of people, it was just a complete shock. Nobody could have imagined that today that would be the official price of petrol. Almost 150% what we used to buy. I need you to brace up for more that is coming. But I know one thing that even in that storm, even in that challenge, or, or those challenges that are coming, God is faithful. We must, you know, it must be such that we we stay with God and we draw wisdom from him to suppress evil. Because the truth is, the world is wicked and evil. So you must continually stay with the, your father. You must draw strength from him. They that know that God, the Bible says, they shall do great exploits. Evil is never going to stop. But we must brace up and stand, square up our shoulder, and know that the one that is in us is greater than them that is in the world. That is being a Christian. I've been around for a few, for a few days. Nothing has really changed. All across the world, things are changing. From Canada to US to UK to Nigeria, Afghanistan, Libya. Name them, Ghana. If those of us who are friends and families abroad, if we will be sincere, they share their pains and their ideas with us. Nowhere is actually better. And that's the truth. But the best place to be is in God. That's the best place to be. Wherever you find yourself, either Europe, America, Nigeria, Africa, stay in God. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 tells us to just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubt the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind. You are up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Now, listen to this. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you are in that condition? Matthew 14, verse 28, Jesus had an encounter with Peter, or Peter had an encounter with Jesus. They, they suddenly saw Jesus walked on water. And so Peter shouted, Lord, is that really you? Or are you a ghost? Before that time, I'm not sure they've seen any man walk on water. Peter was a bold guy, actually. And said, Lord, if it is really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me. Jesus replied, 
So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me. He cried out. Jesus immediately had stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, What little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? And that's the state a number of us we are. You see, when you stay focused on Jesus, when Peter was on looking at Jesus, the wind was, was actually there. The forces of nature were there. But because Peter's attention was on Jesus, they had no effect on him. And so when you focus on Jesus, what is trying to pull you down, they are not enough to pull you down. Because our God is, he rides above the storm. And so when you are with the one who rides above the storm, how can you sink? You see, we need to step up. We really need to step up. When we focus on distractions and not what God is about to do. Let me tell you a secret. When you are in a situation where it looks as if there is no way, why don't you think about what he has done for you and thank him for it? And say to yourself that if God saved me through this season, this is not enough to pull me down. I am going to pull through because the Lord is on my side. That is how to keep your faith strong in this changing world. Okay, I said earlier that our knowledge of God, our knowledge of the world must transcend evil. That is focusing and delighting in God. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 to 18. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. That's the way to see life. That's the way to see the challenges that are pressing at you on all sides. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces this for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comprehension because we don't focus our attention on what is seen but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary but the unseen realm is eternal. Friends, be encouraged this morning. What you see today, they are temporary. Those challenges are temporary. Those difficulties are temporary. They are not enough to define your essence because you have yourself in God is the writer of your destiny, not whatever life is throwing at you. I'm just going to highlight three challenges that we are faced with in this changing world. One, shifting cultural norms. Culture is changing. Our society is changing. Values are shifting. And this has led a number of people into confusion and dilemmas. Some people don't even know who they are anymore. And I say this a lot of times that we quickly want to disregard the hold. That's why some of us will look at our fathers of faith, those who are still around, who have, you know, journeyed for so many years, and we look at them and we say, they don't know what they're doing. But have you, so, have you forgotten so soon that it's the old that gives birth to the new? 
How can a fruit tell the tree you are irrelevant? Just because we have an advantage of information, that should not lead us to being so disrespectful. People may face pressure to conform to these shifting norms, which can shake their faith and cause them to question their beliefs. Technology has advanced, but you shouldn't be so surprised because Jesus said that in Matthew, Jesus himself said when you see these things, you should know that the sign is coming, that the time is coming. Technology will advance. I, tell, I told my wife the other day, I think I was trying to do something online, and I said, you have to learn everything, new things every day. New application, new... How many of us are trying to learn something right now? Can I... Eh? Please be proud to... You are learning new application, right? Gear up, brace up, new one will soon come. You will not finish learning this one. Another one will come. The architect that worked for me said, he says, I can't open your card or something like that. I said, what do you mean? And I asked, I said, what software do you use? I said, I use 2022 or 2020 something. I'm still learning 2016. <laughs> the truth is the constant or the rapid changing of technology or the constant development of technology brings both good and bad. Today we have Instagram, we have TikTok, we have Twitter, we have all of those things. They are very good tools to use. But it comes with their own downside also. Which is why sometimes when you say that ah, I want to study the word today. And of course, you something's just proper. Pump price is not 400 naira. While you are reading, do not worry of what you hear. I am with you. And you just suddenly see breaking news on Twitter. You see why we cannot disregard our hard copy Bible? It can help you to stay focused. Let me help you. You can turn on notification on your phone of those house. So that you, when you, you, you have to deliberately go there to see. Or you just see that somebody just win, breaking news. Uh, five billion is missing. You will look at it. Or breaking news. Canada just announced the immigration route. And you are reading, <laughs> stay in... <laughs> Or UK is banning visa for Nigerians. And you are studying. Lower, lower. Come on, say, God, what's going on here? Please hold on. I have to resist. It can be distracting. And then we can easily be disconnected from our fellowship with the Father. And those things don't build our faith, really. They are just an example of, you can put them in the category of the storm that Peter focused on and he began to sink. 
societal pressures, expectations from family, expectations from your peers, expectations from your employer. These are challenges that we are faced with on a daily basis. And sometimes personal setbacks and disappointments, betrayers and failures. You look down on yourself, I should be better than I am today. You look at where your mates are, God, what's going on? You go through this pain silently, you can't even share with anyone. These are challenges that can affect our faith. This shakes our faith. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. And let me read this to you. When our faith is easily shaken, it can have profound effects on our lives. Doubt, fear, indecision, and lack of purpose may begin to dominate our thoughts and actions. Without a firm foundation, we may struggle to make wise choices or find meaning in our lives. The scripture reminds us in the Lord with all our hearts, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord always. So what must we do? Encourage self-reflection. Encourage yourself. Examine your faith and identify areas that may be susceptible to shaking and just hand those things over to God. In some cases, you will have to train yourself, get skills, be better. When you've identified those areas that you think you need to make improvement over, you really need to do that. Create, all right, friendship that you can trust. See, let me tell you, if, you are, if, you, if the people you call your friends today are not people that you can actually share deep things of your heart with, the things that you are really going through, if they are not people that you can trust to say, please, sister, I need your prayers. You need to examine that friendship. You are just acquaintances at best. Friends are not much. And some of you, you will have to learn how to nurture friendship. Some of you are too selfish. I have friends that I've known for 15 years and we are close. That I can share my, my heart with them and they can indeed pray for me. Your friends should be such that when you are going through stuff, God will have shown them ahead. Ah! That, ah I, I perceive in my spirit that something is wrong somewhere. I need to put a call through to this person. I genuinely ask, are you, are you okay? And she said, the Lord showed me something. 
I've had friends who've called me. Said, I, I know you were not feeling fine. You are going through hard times. Say, yeah, but I've prayed for you. Say, thank you. You have to create such friendship around you. You know, Danny had a company. Read books, read articles, listen to messages that can build your faith. That is bracing yourself up with enough wisdom to suppress the challenges and the evils. And but the truth is, friends, challenges are good. Yeah? Because they forge your character. And they're supposed to build you up. As we conclude this morning, know that recognizing the need for unshaking faith is the first step towards building a solid foundation. By acknowledging your challenges and fostering an environment of friendship that will support, you can become better. You can be more resilient. And you can see God's guidance amidst the uncertainties of this changing world. And I want you to write this down. It's what the Lord told me last night when I was praying for the service today. The people we know to be heroes today are not those without challenges. We all want to be heroes, but not that true heroism does not occur overnight. It's an indication of fruits of a life that has persevered, remained resolute and unswaving in the face of challenges, trials, betrayals, and even failures. A life of solid character forged by absolute faith in God. Show me a hero and I can read this to them and they can affirm to you that it's true. They are not people without challenges, but they are those who remain resolute, who never allowed what they see to pull them down. Those who trust the Lord with all their life. Daniel said, even if the Lord will not deliver us, we will still not bow. Let's bow our head to pray. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your word. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. Help us, help our unbelief. Help us to, to continually trust in you. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus Christ's name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thanks for Jesus. Amen. Please welcome Pastor Olufunke Gia. She takes our testimonies. Hallelujah.